Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to the QuickBook Reviews podcast. Brighten your day with a book. Hello, my fellow bookworms. This is Philippa from QuickBook Reviews, author interviews and book reviews. Well, today's a Friday episode, so this is a shorter episode with short interviews. If you want to hear more about the authors covered today, then if you look back about six, eight weeks before this episode, you will find much longer interviews with both authors. But today we are covering The Trap by Catherine Ryan Howard and... The Wheel is Spinning, But the Hamster is Dead by Adam Sharp. One is fiction, one is non-fiction. Can you guess which it is? It's hard. The clue is the trap is the fiction book. Anyway, let's get started. Here is the blurb. Stranded on a dark road in the middle of the night, a young woman accepts a lift from a passing stranger. It's the nightmare scenario that every girl is warned about and she knows the dangers all too well. But what are the choice does she have? As they drive, she alternates between fear and relief. One moment thinking he's just a good man doing a good thing, the next convinced he's a monster. But when he delivers her safely to her destination, she realises her fears were unfounded and her heart sinks because a monster is what she's looking for. And let's talk to Catherine now. Well, it is my huge pleasure to welcome back to the podcast Catherine Ryan Howard, whose latest fabulous book is called The Trap. Catherine, welcome back. Thank you so much. Well, you have five questions in five minutes. Are you are you ready for I'm this? Slashing, I'm actually slashing. Ah, there is no need to sweat, please. Uh, yes. It's very warm in Ireland today. So <laughs> Okay, your first question. Can you summarize this brilliant book for us? I will try. So Lucy's sister, Nikki, um, has disappeared about a year before the novel begins, and she just can't sit and wait for the Gardaí, the Irish police, to find her anymore. So she's taking matters into her own hands and she is out on country roads at night playing bait to try and get taken by the man who took her sister. Thank you very much. Who would this book appeal to? Who should be reading this now? I would say the easy answer is everyone, obviously. Of course. 18 to 99. (laughs) (laughs) But I, more seriously, I think readers who love crime fiction and love a thriller, but also love something that's a little bit different and asks them to meet the novel on the page. So I feel like this novel has a bit of audience participation. Not everything is 
laid out for you. There isn't a kind of big recap of how things have have unfolded. You need to make some decisions of your own, even though I would maintain all answers are on the page. And I think it's a great novel to read with someone else. So if you and a friend have both read this, then you can get together and discuss what do you think happened? What do you think that meant? And I think that's the kind of novel that it is, hopefully. That's a really good point because not all books, I would say, are good book club books, but this one is. Because there will be a lot of, I would say, animated discussion about the ending. (laughs) Yes, so definitely a good book club book. The the next question is, well, it ties in a little bit to the previous one. What do you want us to feel as we're reading it? As you're reading it, I would hope that you feel you can't put it down, that, you know, you have to get to the end. You have to find out what happened because that's what I love. I'm a I'm a fan of crime and thrillers, first and foremost, and I'm writing the book that I would like to read. So while you're reading it, all I want is for you to keep turning the pages. And then at the end, I, I joked to one of my friends once that I love a senseless tragedy, that I think at the end... I sort of want you to put down the book and be like, what did I just read? And to take, I have to take a few minutes to to put things together. Yeah. And my favorite thing is when readers message me to say, you know, I was supposed to be in bed at 11 and I stayed up till 3 a.m. All I want to do is have people exhausted for their work the next morning. That's my main, my main goal in life. <laughs> That's what you thrive on. Yeah. Your next question, who is your favourite major and your favourite minor character in the book? Oh, so major has to be the potential abductor or killer. I really, really enjoyed writing him. I don't know what that says about me, (laughs) but I just love the challenge of coming up with an explanation in someone's mind, a justification for doing something so bad. So, you know, and I think there's a very sort of black humour to his chapters as well. And I just really enjoy that. And I think my favourite minor character is there's a scene where all the families get together and the mother of one of the missing women is a bit of a nightmare. And I just really loved writing that. I really love writing her. She's very annoying and that's fun to write. (laughs) Great answers. Well, we come to the last question. Now, when we were talking before in your full interview, we were asking the obvious biscuit question and you came up with the incredible concept that if you drink enough coffee, it suppresses your hunger. So I'm very interested in that. So my question is, when you have finished writing the book, when you finish the trap, what food did you go to as your reward? Oh, God. Unfortunately for me, every food is a reward. But I think like when I when I finish a book, because I have usually been like doing 10 hour days and staying up way too late because I'm a terrible procrastinator, I'll have a day where I clean my entire apartment, which is my favorite thing to do after I finish a book, because it will be a complete pig. I'll just have abandoned everything while I'm writing. And then I will, there'll probably be something that I wanted to watch that I've been saving until the book is finished. So I'll sit down, I'll have some lovely, very cold white wine and usually then some sort of like decadent mac and cheese type 
you know, like a nice mac and cheese, you know, with truffle or something like that, that would be. And then I'll be in a complete coma after eating it. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Well, it's just lovely to hear more about the trap and to speak to you again. Catherine Ryan Howard, thank you so much. Thank you. And I've really enjoyed how many of these questions were food based. (laughs) (laughs) You can rely on me for that. Absolutely brilliant. So let's go on to The Wheel is Spinning But the Hamster is Dead, a journey around the world by Adam Sharp. Here we go. Join Adam Sharp as he journeys around the world in idioms, proverbs and general nonsense. Learn unusual insults from France. You are a potato with the face of a guinea pig. How to hurry someone up in the US. You're going as slow as molasses in January. And what they call a shark in Vietnam. Fat fish. Full of fascinating, ridiculous and hilarious translations from around the world, Adam has rounded up the very best of what every corner of the globe has to offer. Let's get this show on the road. Or, let's saddle the chickens. German. On with the butter. Icelandic. Forward with the goat. Dutch. (laughs) Fantastic. Let's talk to Adam now. Well, it is my huge pleasure to welcome back to the podcast Adam Sharp, whose latest fabulous book is called The Wheel is Spinning, But the Hamster is Dead. Adam, welcome back. Thanks for having me again, Philippa. Great to be back. It's great to talk to you again. Can you just start by giving us a summary of this book? Yes, of course. So it's a collection of idioms and proverbs and general nonsense from around the world. So essentially any well-known expression that you've ever thought of, I present it in list form in, how do you say, various languages around the world. Fantastic. Can you give us an example? Can you give us one of your lists? Of course, yes. So I have a strong dislike, not quite a hatred, of the phrase, it is what it is, partly because I don't much care for any forward-ending cliches, um, those expressions that wrap everything up in a neat bow to avoid messiness. But with it is what it is, it's also just such an uninspiring collection of words. So this is a list of five much more colourful ways of saying it is what it is from around the world. Number five, that's the way the cookie crumbles from US English, obviously. Number four, that's how my beans spell Bosnian. Number three, it doesn't help crying in the market, Finnish. Number two, that's life when the skirt is striped, Swedish. And number one, from Dutch. Who knows why the geese go barefoot? That's it. I should add several loads of very old. The, uh, the Dutch phrase, for example, is from the 16th century, uh, at least. And it appeared in a painting called Neverlandish Proverbs by Peter Bruegel the Elder in 1559. But I, I love the anything that's any phrases that are very old or very regional or just rare in any way. Well, who would this book appeal to? Who should be buying this book and reading it? Everyone, obviously. But... I think anyone that has an interest in languages, first of all, or idioms more widely, I don't know if I'd be able to narrow it down to an age because I post these lists originally on Twitter, um, which is sort of mostly, I guess, people my age, 30s, uh, 40s, uh, 50s. Uh, but with the last book, lots of people got it for their for their, for their parents. And then also their sort of kids sort of read it a lot, sort of 12, 13. And it seemed to work equally well with uh, with both. So, yes, yeah, so I really won't rule anyone out. Everyone should get it. <laughs> yes. 
absolutely great present as well if you're not buying it for yourself to buy for someone else let's talk about lists how important are lists to you very important to me i mean they, they i had a without going into is too much uh, detail i had a very chaotic childhood i was passed back and forth between parents and then put into care and then eventually end up being raised by, by my grandfather and and this sort of chaoticness sort of, sort of went on and on for, throughout my, my childhood so I think for me it was it was almost a life-saving thing really just this I guess this way to to impose order when I when I didn't have any control of, of anything else so yeah so throughout my life it's been, been a very important tool for survival I guess for me and then these last few years since doing the lists of expressions of, around the world, it's just been an even more joyous thing again because it's been this sort of great way to sort of reach out to other translators and native speakers of other languages and just just anyone that loves languages, really. Well, I'm sorry that's how it came about, but if it gives you comfort and your book gives us comfort, then that that's some benefit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What is your favourite part of the book? Have you got another list you could read to us? Yes, I have. Probably one of my favourite lists, actually. It's a, a slightly longer one, is actually okay, which is a, a top eight of phrases to describe daydreaming from different <laughs> languages. So number eight is away with the fairies, which is originally Irish. Number seven, gone to the cheeses from Chilean Spanish. Number six... Thinking of Blue Almonds, Polish. Number five, dreaming of green horses on walls, Romanian. Number four, traveling in the mayonnaise, Brazilian Portuguese. Number three, swimming in watermelon juice, Egyptian Arabic. Just as a footnote to that one, another Egyptian Arabic phrase for daydreaming or regular dreaming is eating rice pudding with angels. Number two, from Mexican Spanish, Pondering the crab's immortality. And just as another footnote, another one from Mexico translates to pondering the whole of the donut. And uh, number one, from Greek, in his head, three are singing and two are dancing. Um, which is a really versatile phrase. It's used in several different ways uh, in Greek slang, depending who you speak to. But my favorite use of it by far is to describe a daydreamer, such a visual phrase, I think. Well, we come to the final question. When we spoke last time, we were talking about biscuit preferences. So this question is, when you were writing, the wheel is spinning, but the hamster is dead, what drink was powering the words? Oh, what drink was powering the words? Okay, so I'm afraid this is going to be a very disappointing answer because I'm incredibly boring when it comes to, to drinks. I, I exist entirely on tap water. <laughs> I don't even, what? even though much as I love biscuits, I don't even drink tea or coffee. No hot drinks whatsoever. So yeah, it was tap water and or corporation pop, as we used to call it in Manchester. And yeah, lots of biscuits and lots of chocolate. Tap water. Wow. That's yeah. a first. I've never had that before, Adam. So there we go. <laughs> no, no, if it produces a book like this, we need to. We all need to be immediately switching our drinks choices to tap yes, water. Yeah, yeah, can't go wrong with it as well. It's just wonderful to talk to you about the wheel is spinning, but the hamster is dead. And I should just give an honourable mention to one of your other superb books, which is called The Correct Order of Biscuits. And I'll just, I'll just leave it there for people to go and read about your 
preferred order of biscuits and we did discuss it last time but just some excellent books adam sharp thank you so much thank you philippa absolutely splendid so those are our books we have had the trap by Catherine ryan howard and the wheel is spinning but the hamster is dead by adam sharp i do hope you're well i do hope all is okay with you i'll be back on monday with more waffle longer episodes longer interviews so i'll see you then but in the meantime just look after yourselves take care and i'll see you very soon take care now bye bye you've been listening to the quick book reviews podcast that's enough books said no one ever see you again soon 